Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the ultimate golf trip to Bandon Dunes and preview the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 63. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. Back after a little hiatus. Yeah, it's been a lot's happened since the last time. Indeed. We, um, we had a vacation for myself, two vacations for myself. One golf related. One golf related, um, one trip to the East Coast, and a little bout with COVID as well. Indeed. As Three. with many other folks, stay out there. Be Get vaxxed if you're not. Um, and it I, really helps if you're vaxxed when you get COVID, at least from my experience, but um, not trying to tell people what to do. I but, am. Uh, I had it was. I, I think I sneezed three times and I was done. I did have a little bit of a prolonged cough, but that was probably because I spent four days in the pouring rain and banding. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh. From what I've heard from everyone that's, uh, I've known a lot of people getting sick here of late. Um. Seems to be pretty similar to what I experienced over uh, Christmas time with the the original Necronomicon. Right. Yes. The, I think I had the two B or whatever. Um, it took me four days to test positive. By the way, I test. I started, nice, I, you're in that athlete status like myself. Yeah, so like I fucking I got I felt, started feeling like shit on on Monday. Tested Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and then didn't test positive until Thursday. Oh my bad, I misconstrued what you said there. I um, I went four days after I got my. I went four days from my positive to my first negative. Oh okay, well yeah, uh, I I'm already tested negative. Yeah, so and then I, I never I didn't take it. I never once that first test came back negative. <laughs> I was like fuck that. I ain't taking it. Even if I mess this up, no, I'm out. No, no, <laughs> you don't look back. You just keep, you just keep going. Um, um <clears throat> cool. Um, obviously. You uh, then followed up the the illness with the uh, antithesis of illness, right? Great outdoors, not being stuck inside your home or hotel room, yes. Um, and some the destination golf trip of what seems to be the last five years, yes. I mean, I the, I think the first time I ever heard of Bandon was uh, uh, meeting and hanging out with uh, Jason Yip from uh, State Apparel. And just kind of getting to know him a little bit, what his little shop out there was about, and what his gear that he was making was about. He's like, "Oh, you know, this is. Have you ever been to Bandon Dunes? This is like the this is the gear to 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 play Bandon Dunes in." And so I was always interested after that. And since that conversation, they've built two golf courses. Uh, you know, they really got the place just absolutely tip top. You know, starting from one golf course to now having six with enough land out there to put four more. Um, Fuck yeah, uh, and I didn't know really what to expect when you know when we were when we were getting out there, you know, because you hear that it's a resort and there's all these golf courses, and so you wonder is like everything spread the fuck out? Mm-hmm. Is everything close together? Is there like a central hub that all these golf courses kind of go out yeah. from? And the answer essentially is like a little bit of both. You know, you say you, yes to all. Yeah, you, so you have four that are right there, uh, you know, near the central hub of Bandon Dunes. Um, and then you have a couple that are out there a bit like old McDonald and sheep ranch. So, um, yeah, I just didn't really know what to expect. It was absolutely, I mean, it's a true golf resort. Like you think you hear about how like Pebble beach golf resorts are and everything like that. And it, you know, that's all, that's all cool, but they're not all connected. 
You know, like you don't have shuttles and shit taking you from one course to the other. I no, think, each course at Pebble is kind of its own little entity. Exactly. And, all, and there, you know, you have Spanish Bay has, you know, the inn, but Spyglass, there's no place to stay there. Uh, Del Monte, there's no place mm-hmm. to stay. Um, you know, the inn at Spanish Bay, Pebble Beach, obviously, they have places to stay there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was an incredible trip, dude. Uh, I ended up taking taking home the the overall win. Nice for the entire trip. That a boy. So like, uh, it was really cool. And how'd like, you guys play over the course of what four days? Yeah. Uh, so I played. So I started off playing well, really what, fucking well. What was your What was the game? How What was like the yeah. the scoring theme here? Yes. And obviously, how did you play? Yes. Um, so the, okay. So the way that we played was there was um, several events. Overall, basically, your individual for the entire six mm-hmm. rounds that we played, and then you had. Um, there's an ABCD game. Basically, you're on these four person teams based upon how you played the first, the first, uh, the first round. You got broken up into ABCD, and then that four person team, your scores were compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And handicaps and quotas and all this stuff are all calculated and stuff. And shout out to AJ for calculating all that stuff. Uh, Jack's boss, AJ Javidi, absolutely fucking killed it in planning everything. From shuttles to our accommodations to the games that we played and calculated all the stuff, paid everybody out. Incredible. Nice. So we did we did that the first first couple games. Then we had uh, a Ryder Cup game, so, which was two rounds. And they made me a captain because uh, me and this gentleman named Rich didn't hit it off. Uh, Rich Hoskins. Uh, we did not hit it off at the very beginning. He was playing behind us, and he didn't particularly like that I was taking a couple practice swings. And so... <laughs> This guy's hilarious. I love him. He was giving me shit after the round. He's like, oh, we could have been done like probably 30 minutes sooner if Randy's not over here taking practice swings, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so they made us captains thinking that we were going to butt heads or whatever. And we were in- ended up really getting along. He was an awesome dude. But it, what was really fucking cool was sitting there at McKee's Pub picking the teams. Teams out. So I, I, I hadn't played with a couple of the guys. So... I hadn't seen everybody's games, and we got our asses beat in the Ryder Cup. I liked my team, but it was really cool picking out like the matchups and the head-to-heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. two-man all teams. the strategy behind it all. Really fucking fun. That's fun as hell. It was really fun. Um, just drinking, having a good time. Uh, so we then we did that, and then there was the uh, there, then there was the overall um, totals from from everything, which was uh, you know somehow I don't know I don't know how I won. It had to have been with my handicap and overall how I played. So, um, you know, took took it down, took home a nice chunk of change to come home. Pretty much covered my room. Sweet. While we were there, uh, which was, was pretty fucking awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, we stayed at the Lily Pond. Uh, so the, the, I'm guessing there's there's multitude of hotels and, and places to stay there. So uh, sick, dude. They have like... Okay, there's like several accommodations out there, but the lily ponds were set up to be for two people to stay in, two queen size beds, nice um, fireplace, two uh, lounge chairs, and the way they had the bathroom set up, it's like you have a sink in the in the shower in one in one section, and then you have the toilet and another sink in another section, so you're never on top of yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready separate times, do and your own thing. They also had. Uh, these shoe dryers. They're like these little four prong things that stand up and has a little timer. 
and you put your shoes on them. God like bless them. I need to get some of those for I'm, myself. That's what you're fucking um, getting for Christmas, bro. I need that. I'm big gonna time. get you. I'm gonna get you that. Um, that sounds like a hotel room designed to a golf trip to me. Absolutely, um, the, which is fucking badass. I'll show you a bunch of pictures <laughs> after this, dude. It was fucking awesome. But they also have out there like standalone homes. So like if you have a big, so like, you can just rent a place. You can right? rent like a place. An Airbnb, but. Wow. Yeah, and in the shuttle fucking system, you can you pick up the phone and you say, "Hey, can you pick me up at Lily Pond three hundred four? I'm not kidding. Two do, minutes. Do they have their own currency? Like you know, when you go to Disney and you got abandoned Di- bucks, yeah, Disney dollars, like, <laughs> abandoned bucks. They don't have that. No, they fucking should. They should absolutely. Um, but they do make it easy for to get caddy cash. Oh, so so say you go pay for your round, you can charge anything to your card. Or charge uh, uh, to your room. And you can say, oh, I need some cash for my caddy. And they'll just give it to you like an ATM, no charge. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and then the way that they break everything out, I thought was really fucking cool. So you could have a big-ass table of 12 people because our group was of 12. Yeah. You have a big-ass table of 12 people, but they're keeping track of you individually. So like, if you're just like, hey, I want to close my tab out because Rich is over here ordering a like, $1,000 yeah, yeah. bottle fucking of wine. And uh, him and Mark want that. And you don't have any of that. You're not splitting that. Yeah. So they come over. So and they've been they've been through every golf si- trip scenario, and it so is, they've just they've they've taken notes on what what needs to be done, and and have done this. It sounds like it's such a tightly awesome. run ship. That's we, awesome. We get picked up from the airport, and we get picked up in. It wasn't like the Sprinter van that we had, but it was equivalent. Leather seats. Big, big, like tons of room. Plank, big. No, bosom, no, no, oh, no big. Oh, oh, there's not a single woman out there. <laughs> there's like three. Um, but they're playing Caddyshack on on the TV screens nice. and shit. And so we're watching it and having <laughs> a good ass time. Great, dude. It was awesome. Um, trying to think of what else. I mean, it's just it was just incredible. The fireplace really helps. I mean, you gotta. I'll get into that later. How the fireplace comes in comes in handy. Uh, but yeah, we definitely. Loved our room. We had a nice little patio with two chairs. If it wasn't raining as much as it would, definitely been out there just chilling. And like all the, all the rooms back up against an actual pond full full of lilies. Nice. So like you could name appropriate. Yes. So you could just chill and, uh, you know, we knew that we knew the two guys sitting next to us or in the room next to us, and we could have hung out and stuff like that. Uh, it's got on the property. It's got a, a hot tub, a massage center, all that shit. Uh, it was that's awesome. Great. That's awesome. Uh, so give me uh, what was your favorite of when you played five five tracks, six tracks? What's that? You played five courses, six courses. So we played. Uh, let's see. There's there's technically six. There's there's the big one. Um, yeah. So there's one, two, three. Okay. There's there's five big ones, and then there is a par three called preserve. So we have Bandon dunes, Pacific dunes, Bandon trails, old McDonald sheep ranch, and a little uh, par three track, the Bandon preserve. Yeah. Which is 13 holes. And I regret to, to say we didn't get a chance to play that. Well, if you got five rounds in, um, we I mean, played trails twice. Okay. Nice. And the reason we played trails twice, same day or loop back a different day, loop back a different day. <laughs> um, and the reason that is is because 
we were only supposed to play one round one day and we're just like, fuck it, where can we get on and play again? And they gave us trails and it fucking started raining. So, uh, just a recap of the, of the, the conditions, abandoned dunes and abandoned trails. We got to play in dry and then sunshiny conditions on Saturday, Pacific dunes and abandoned trails, uh, on Thursday and Friday, we played in the sopping wet rain in the afternoon and then we got and then we played sheep ranch one morning and old mcdonald one morning in dry conditions drier conditions nice so windy whole time windy the whole time except for saturday wow dude it was insane yeah, I, it was i'm windy here so i could only imagine um yeah so it was it was nuts uh fuck well how'd you play in the conditions and in the wind and so I got a reputation for uh the, the okay, the first playing Pacific Dunes in the rain, I played really well. I was flighting the ball down, just worried about making ball first contact, um, playing that little that little low fade. Played really good. Even the caddies were telling me like were telling the other guys and stuff that you know I had had a reputation for play the the worse the conditions got, the better I started fucking playing. Believe it or not, until. My feet got completely soaked with water. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that you're not prepared for is like, yeah, you could your outerwear can be playing can be playing well uh, or completely staying dry, but it trickle it'll roll down into your socks, and then over time it gets into your shoes, and then it's yeah, and then you're all sludged up. Yeah, so that can be a problem. That was fucking rough. Um, Overall, I mean, I, I started off. We the fir- the very first course we played on Wednesday was we got off the plane, and we were supposed to play preserve that day. But the, everybody was so antsy, we were looking for a a, a course to play, a, a big course to yeah, play that first course. day. And so we got on Old Mac, and Old Mac is fucking sweet, um, beautiful course. I shot a seventy nine there. I shot a seventy nine at Sheep Ranch. Nice. Um, I shot. An 86 at Pacific Dunes. I shot an 82 at Bandon Dunes. And then I think I shot an 86 at Bandon Trails in the shit. And then an 81. On the dry day? On the dry day. But I don't have those scorecards. So if if you guys are listening to this that were on the trip, don't hold me to that. I'm just just guessing because I had to have played pretty decent to win the entire thing. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, that sounds like some good days as well in the rough conditions there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, yeah, what drive sheep ranch was dry. Sheep ranch has its own driving range. So it's, it's a ways out there. Um, have you ever heard of a, what, a do most of the courses have their own range or some? No. So all of them you rely on like the big the, hub range. Type yes, thing. exactly. And the sheep ranch is just so far out there that you have to go. Um, they have one out there for you because we called and I, they heard me asking in the background, like, Hey, can we stop at the range first? He goes, oh, well, you guys are playing sheep ranch, right? And I'm like, yeah, because when you call, they know where you're playing, what your oh, deal shit, is for the huh? day. Nice. It's crazy. I mean, everything is run super tight. Um, yeah. So when, I mean, it would, the, the one thing too is every course the grass is kind of different too. So like Pacific Dunes and Bandon Dunes, uh, I think 
had the better greens and then mm-hmm. some of the like sheep ranch and stuff like that they have like the the poa which like has like the flowers and yeah, stuff like yeah. that on it so that was kind of a and i'll get into that i guess later when we're doing like the reviews and stuff and i'm only going to do the reviews as a whole this mm-hmm. time because there's fucking so many courses yeah, out there yeah, yeah. but um uh some of them rolled really true and some of them were super bumpy so everything held water tremendously. I would imagine they're prepared for that. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine and all that stuff. Uh, I can't imagine what that place would play like if it didn't rain for a week, or if it was hot for a week with no rain. Yeah, get super firm and fast, and everything ran out. I mean, Bannon Trails. When we were playing in the shit that one day, there was puddles on the greens. So uh, Pacific Dunes, when we played in the shit, they had just punched it. Which I'm not sure if they gave us a discount for that, but whatever. Uh, so it, the, the greens stayed relatively dry. But on, on trails, dude, which like trails is sick because you actually are walking through all the trees in the, in, on these trails. And then you come out and it's just beautiful golf. Uh-huh. Incredible. Uh, azaleas and shit out there. Nice. But the thing, the, the, the plant of the week was this thing called a gorse bush. Gorse, gorse book, bush. And it's like a green bush with uh, these pretty little yellow flowers on them. And uh, they look very pretty. And you think, okay, I hit my ball into one of those. I'm just going to reach in there and, and pull it out. Some poisonous shit, huh? Dude, it's got like razor blades in it. Like, it's like if you fell into oh. one of those bushes, you'd be sliced. Okay, up. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at some Google images of the gorse bush. It's incredible. Um, it's all over all over the place. So that's the main thing you're dealing with. Most of the courses are super wide open oh, and rolly. Yeah. And you stand on one end of the golf course and you can overlook see, and just and see. see like the other end. Huh? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I can see how these will fuck you up. And you're on the edge of like this huge. Oh, here's a gal that's looking for her ball and, <laughs> and abandoned in the course bush. Nice. All right. I've seen him. Um. But yeah. Um. I mean, I'm trying to look, I'm looking through these sheep ranch was very similar to old McDonald. Old McDonald had a lot more elevation changes. Sheep ranch was pretty flat. What was the hardest? What was the biggest challenge of, of the courses or did each course present its own somewhat unique challenge? Uh, well, if you're, if you're discounting the weather, um, minus the weather, minus the weather, um, you just couldn't miss too much. And then putting was really difficult. It was just hard to, it was hard to make a ton of putts. I didn't. I didn't think. I don't think anybody putted particularly well out there. Um, Hilly greens. Uh, yeah, like- yeah. There's like some of them have like, have a lot of undulation, uh, and they do a good job of kind of of hiding, you know, what what the break's going to be. So we had caddies and stuff, and I'd be standing and looking at the putt, and my caddy David would be like, "Oh, we're just going to work a little bit, you know, a cup outside." I'm like, "Really? That's it? You know?" Or it's like, "Hey, we're going to work, you know." Pick, pick this line right here and like it was really hard hard to yeah. tell another thing is um if you do miss the fairway if uh it's really easy to to end up out out of the fairway into like they have like this kind of rough that has it's like little clumps and so if your ball lands between two clumps you're you're dead like you have to like play it Hit sideways tight ass line yeah and try to it, I mean, the ball is sitting, like, see, there's a clump this high, a clump this high, and the ball is sitting like this between it. Like, your club can't oh, hit Oh, there's it. no way. There's yeah. no way. You have to, like, play it out. 
or whatever. And so I encountered that a couple times. The first time I encountered that, I absolutely topped it. By the way. That's a little quirky, huh? Yeah. Every time the ball was below my feet, I topped that bitch. I hit three of 12 that were below my feet in the air. All the rest. Well, it's a tough shot to hit it, it without crazy conditions and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. Trying to flight it and et cetera. So. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there's no trees really too. So the only, tr- uh, the only, um, course that had trees was abandoned trails. And that's like actually in the forest looking, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you can get behind some trees or whatever. Other than that, all the rest of them were wide open with, aesthetic trees like these old dying trees that look like the like the ghost trees on um when you're going down 17 mile drive mm-hmm. they kind of look like that i mean you've seen all the pictures yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah so wildlife out there is incredible i got a video to show you of when we're on this thing called the punch bowl which i'll get into um we can do the top five tips next but uh which is deers uh, a pack of deer fucking running across that we saw this huge this huge hawk um in this tree that must like dude honestly it was two and a half feet tall three feet tall it was huge 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 saw a bald eagle out there fuck yeah america it was great it was yeah looking through some just pictures yeah looks incredible um and then having watched what the usm the the am was out there right last year right or two years ago yep um, yeah, that looks awesome. What was uh, <clears throat> what was your best shot or shots? My best shot. Um, on the se- – I think it was the second day, Hit on a, I was on a par three, and the wind was blowing in. Let's see. Was that Pacific Dunes? Yeah. It was. It was an 181 yard par three. Ooh. And uh, into the wind. And I flushed a five iron into that bitch and had a nice little cut, but just a tiny little bit of cut. Even, you know, it's into the wind mm-hmm. too. So I hit that within, I think, 12 feet. And of course, you know, missed the putt, but. It was still one of my best shots. Very nice. I also, uh, second best shot was um, I parred the, yeah, I think this was it too on Pacific, on Pacific Dunes. Of four of the five court, the big courses, I parred the number one handicap. Damn. Let's go. Yeah. And that won me some skins too. Oh, so we're playing skins the entire time as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. That'll help you out big time. Yeah. And I stroked on that, so it was a net birdie. But um, me, like I kept, I can't even tell you how many times I was playing for par out there in in those condi- in those conditions. You're out there playing for par because if I, I hit it as far as I can hit my driver into that wind, and then I'm still outside of my two iron into that wind, you absolutely have to have a hybrid or a three wood out there. Um, I thought going in there with a two iron would be would be a good call. You don't need a two and a three iron out there. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. Yeah, something to get out you out of the, some rough and stuff a little bit better than the yeah iron can. I didn't have to shape shots that much because it's so wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't have to hook around anything except for maybe one time. I mean, that's a, out of 120-something holes or yeah. more. Interesting. So so it's a lot of the elements that really give give it some, some teeth. I would have to say so. I mean, we played from – there's the championship tees, so the blacks. We played from the greens, which is like the considered to be the blues or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's see. With the We'll just check out Pacific Dunes here, the total yardage. It's still, I mean, it's not long. It's 6,100 yards. Yeah. Uh, tipped out, it would be 66. Old Mac. Old Mac is 69 tipped out, 63. But it's the wind that does it because you're, you're, you're playing for par on so many holes. I really felt that struggling for a little while there playing golf. Uh, and accepting the fact that you can just just get yourself a, a par really, yeah. really helped me out there. There's a lot of guys trying to hit hero shots and and that type of shit. Unfamiliar territory, yeah, it doesn't seem like the best idea. Should we get into top fives? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's let's get on the the worst the worst shots. All right, I was gonna avoid worst shots. No, no, but, no. Uh, give me some I, give me I some had, pities here. I had some good ones. I'm okay. sure there's some comical. Um, what also? What are the bunkers like out there? Okay, bunkers pristine. A lot of bunkers, not a lot. Uh, Great question. Fairways, greens. Yeah. So old Mc, uh, they all have bunkers except for Sheep Ranch. Sheep yeah. Ranch has no bunkers. It's all grass, swales, and shit. Nice. Um, and. Uh, I did. I played very well out of the bunker, um, and a lot of other, the other guys seemed to, to play well too. I don't know how they kept him so nice because it was getting just dumped on. Yeah, and, and but they raked him in such a way every single day that it had just enough fluff on top to where you could really spin that bitch. There's out probably there. like a sand. I'm sure there's some sort of you know ideal sand for that sand for the yeah that is best wet. Um, so I'm sure that's probably got something to do with it too. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, and then so my worst shots. Uh, my worst shot was at Old Mac, and so I don't know if I told you this. No, I didn't. I went to the range on Sunday. I had a lesson with Dylan Monday on Monday, and then I went to the range on Tuesday. Did really well at the range on Sunday. Did great at my lesson with my lesson uh, with Dylan on Monday. And then I went to the range on Tuesday, and out of a hundred balls, I'm not kidding you, dude. I must have shanked. 40 <laughs> all Tuesday night and, and Wednesday <laughs> before we go ponder on I that? was fucking oh, dude brutal. I was in my head I was scared I was like fuck I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna spend all this money and I'm gonna just be shaking and hitting oh, hosel rockets all day hosel rocket after hosel rocket and so I'm playing great to start off on at old McDonald and I get on the very first par five because I dude if I had to hear long par four one more fucking time I was just done and so we finally get to a par five. I crush my drive. And then the very next shot, there's, and so there's like this monster bunker that goes like about a hundred yards short of the green. Hosel rocket to the right with my eight iron. Oh. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. And I was like, I was like, I was like, please just, put uh, the, dude, it's the worst. Don't. Now, there's nothing that can shake your confidence after six holes of great golf and a hosel rocket. And so I walk over to my ball, and this is what I was talking about earlier. My ball was sitting in between the two clumps. Yeah. 
And so I was like, fuck. I was like, how do I hit this? That's almost a blessing in disguise because you had to just play it out yes. and, and, and take a, you know, kind of like an easy <laughs> shot. And, and as far as you're not trying to hit something crazy there, unless exactly. you did that. And, and no. So that, I, uh, I played it out way to the right. So like the clump, the clumps were in a line with the exact line I was trying to go towards over, over that huge bunker. And so I hit it again, playing it off to the right and like topped it still. And it just like rolled up to like next to that massive bunker. And I was sitting there. I was like, fuck, really? Really? And like, what? let's see. I have the hole here. I think it was, I think it was my only double. Or did I? Yeah. Yeah. Hole number six. Ugh. Third handicap, double bogey. I also three putted. So I got, but I still got on on the next shot. That's not a bad. A shank and a three putt and you only got a double. Yeah. So not too bad. Um, yeah, I got was on in three or on in four with a three putt. Nice. Yeah, I uh, on Friday I too had a uh, old visit from the Shanks at the driving range oh as well. God. It was brutal. I could I was sitting there. I could pipe drives, and if I put a wedge in my hand, that thing was going like totally sideways, oh barely even God. getting out. Um, what is it about I a do. What is it about a stall that makes you do that? Uh, I got no idea. It was brutal. And then uh, yeah, I went I went to the range on Saturday and hit a small bucket and and got it. I went my very, my very first shot. I went to the Stanford range. My very first shot was the wedge that went completely sideways, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, oh no!" And then uh, that was the only one that I hit sideways after that. But it's a it's a helpless feeling. Um, completely you shakes get, your confidence. Start going super fast, and then you're just getting caught up with like I feel like you're trying to like watch your shot too, you know, yeah. and make sure that you're not shanking it, you're like guiding your hands. Yeah, inevitably just shanking it. Um, yeah, dude, that's something that everyone can um, feel for. And, uh, well, I'm glad you got it out and and you, yeah. you played w- really well. Too, that was the so. only one. I, I had a bunch of uh, like super fades slices that just went nowhere in the wind later on. But they were they were not shanks. It was yeah. I still hit it on the center of the club face. So um yeah, that that was definitely the worst hole I had for the entire round. I mean, I had I mean had a few other double bogeys, but that was like Yeah, double, a double on a par five though is like a triple bogey on another yeah. hole. Yeah. Um Well, that's not too bad. Mm-mm. Very but you played five, six rounds of golf and a handful of days and you, you expect to see a few sideways shots there. Another fun fact, the days that we played two rounds, 30,000 steps. Nice. That's why you get a caddy. Getting after it. Yeah. Our caddies had 30,000 steps carrying two, two bags. Two bags, fuck. Incredible. Shout out David. I should have asked you your last name, but dude, you're the man. Just look for David with the big calves. That's what he said because I have monster calves. Of course, carry fucking two golf bags for thirty thousand steps and not have big calves. Yeah, they uh, those caddies out there are pretty good. It is different than when I had my caddy experience at Conway with with Jack. Um, like he wasn't, it wasn't quite. He was more of a pack mule. I felt because. Yeah. There was no like tossing of the of the marking the ball and like tossing it, you know, and having him clean it, mm-hmm. him tossing it back to me, looking over my shoulder and stuff like that cuz he's 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 looking out for another another player too. So he's also a an employee of the 
of the golf course because he's speeding everybody up. Yeah. Like, we started slowing down a little bit, and god damn, they were, like, fucking telling us, hurry up, hurry up, hurry the up. caddies? Yeah, the caddies. So, I mean. That makes sense. I mean, right? mad There's respect. Kind of a, a martial role there without having. Uh... Yeah. So, I got to say, Jack, I know you just called. I wish you, I wish you were on this. My bad, dude. We had to get started, but next time we'll get you on. Um, should we do the top five? Yeah. So top five tips for abandoned dunes trip. And so I actually looked these up before we went down there mm-hmm. and mine are significantly different. When they tell you uh, for the trip, they just kind of tell you what restaurants or whatever and this and that. But I got the real, I got the real tips. Insider tips. The insider tips. As somebody who uh, just went there for your first time, these are the things that you must do. Yeah. There are plenty of things. Not that, just written by some phony on a website trying to get clicks. Trying this to get is, clicks. This is the type of shit that you can't get anywhere else. This folks. is what I would tell you if you were sitting right <laughs> fucking next to me. So, all right. So what do you want me to start with? Number one or number five? Let's go. Let's go five to one. Lowest to highest. Okay. Five. Fly into Coos Bay North Bend Airport. Coos Bay North Bend, folks. So you either do you either do that, which is a thirty minute drive to the golf course, because you know you're playing golf right there. So you don't want to be too stiff. You don't want to be sitting in a car after you've already flown a bunch. And you think you're sitting in a car for a little bit? Wrong. You're sitting in a car for four hours if you fly into Portland. Ooh. And then three and a half hours if you fly into Eugene or vice versa. One of those things, it's three hours oh, at least. Oh, and so this airport's like a little tiny regional. Right? Yeah, You jump on a little tiny ass jet. And- so we it was actually a normal jet, but there is like one plane at the airport yeah, at yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah. That's I, like when I flew into the fucking whatever Champagne. airport in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Champagne. So this is the type of airport, like there's no like bar or restaurant there's a vending machine yeah. <laughs> and as and and so our our fucking uh our flight out of there i uh everybody was leaving at um, loaded up on combos at, from everybody the machine. Was, <laughs> I was leaving at one o'clock or at one and i wasn't leaving till two and so we got there at 11 uh, no they were leaving at 12 i was leaving at two and so i had to sit there and i was hungry as fuck and there's only that vending machine and nothing in there had to have been I had I had a bunch of food out of there. Nothing in there could have been uh fresh or not spoiled because the Milky Way I had was rock fucking hard oh, like a brick. Milky Way's a bad candy bar in my opinion too. Um That's well, how I know you're in dire straits. Yeah, it was bad. It was really fucking bad. So anyway, fly in fly into Coos Bay, North Bend. A there's a flight from San Francisco, so most of the people in the United States that's not a bad place to fly into because you're going to be flying this direction anyway. And then it's a 55 minute flight from SFO. By the time oh, we got, yeah. by the time we got up in the air, we were already going down. And I know it's going to say, I know it's going to say when you're booking your flight, it's like, Oh, it's an hour and a half flight wrong. That's just them getting you onto the, onto the plane, yeah. onto the air, onto the strip. You're only in the air for 55 minutes. That's what everybody cares about. Four. Get caddies. You have to get caddies because you we I carried my own bag on the first day, no sweat. But if you're gonna be playing ton of golf, it adds up. Yes, and if you're gonna be playing two rounds hung in a over day, two hung and... over, dude. When I say hung over, <laughs> absolutely hung over. Um, so get the caddies. Uh, what I would do instead of booking one for the entire time, 
Well, you're, it's kind of hit or miss because if you get a guy you like, then you can't lock him down. Um, definitely get him either way. If you're going to be playing multiple rounds a day, like most people do, um, it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna think yourself later. I had 30,000 30, steps in the two day or in the three days that we had um, each day in the three days that we played two rounds, mm -hmm. and it it fucking adds up. And uh, your my knees. My knees were sore as fuck for two days afterwards from that. So um, definitely recommend that. Luckily, you take care of yourself. Yeah. Physically prepared. I mean, I... Glad I've, to hear the body held up. My right knee has never been sore my entire life. My left knee, yeah, a little bit here and there. But this this wasn't like I had a twist or something. Yeah, this, yeah. This was just, like a dull, being on sore... It yeah. achy from, from everything adding up, so... I lost a wee bit of cartilage from that trip, without a doubt. What's the deal? No carts on the course? No carts on the course. All right. Push carts? Uh, yes, you can do push carts. Okay. Yeah. But their push carts are like, dude, they're like Hardings. They're the, the two big wheeled ones with no cup holders and shit. Like, what are we doing? That's the only knock I have on the entire place is those those nonsense. They should have like RC ones and a fucking yeah. class to learn how to do the RC one when you get there. They should, they should have drone golf courses. Call yourself a golf resort. Yeah, come on. Fucking dog track. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so definitely remain, uh, All uh, right, so caddies. That. Caddies are a must. Uh, number three, cigars in the bunker bar. So there are, at the at the main area, there's a bunch of restaurants. There's the Puffin Lounge, which is like the main one where you check in. It's right sitting right behind the check-in stand and all that stuff. That's a cool little spot to get some, some food and some drinks, and it overlooks Bandon and the little putting green and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, there's McKee's Pub which is just adjacent to that, which is a great little fucking like true pub bar with an upstairs and a downstairs. Uh, great Irish fare. You can get yourself a pop, uh, a shepherd's pie, some fish and chips. Very nice. Um, you know, the, the waitresses there are, are is the only places you're going to find a, a, a female okay. there. Um Again, great drinks. Probably don't look too bad a few pints later. Right? Uh, well, they actually, they look without any, any, they actually attractive young ladies. All right. Um, let's go, Bandon. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, Bandon. So I found, I actually spit you saying that. I found a golf ball. I said, let's, let's go, go Bandon. Pretty clever, I will say. Um, but yes, and then there's, the last one is the bunker bar, which they have like the locker room and stuff downstairs. And it's underneath like the puffin lounge. And it is where all the fucking guys who are, are there to let one rip, that's where everybody goes. They got it's a, after it, right? They got a pool table. You can smoke cigars. Oh, I saw that picture. Yes. Yeah. You can smoke cigars inside. They have like a whole humidor full of them. Everybody's down there just having a good time, laughing, gambling. They have all kinds. They have like this horse race game. Like board game, nice dice, poker, cool. What like all that's, sorts of shenanigans? All courses. Oh, dude, it was fucking great. It was, it was the best. I that mean, sounds we, great. We went there that we went there two nights in a row. Uh, but the one where we smoked the cigars, I woke up the next day and I'll never have a cigar again. I, my my mouth tasted like an ashtray for a full thirty six hours after that. But I highly recommend it just because you get the true vibe of. You know, these guys. You know, you're with you're you're next to somebody. You're rubbing elbows with somebody from around the world. Yeah, There's and they're just there to do the same thing you are, right? There's people that don't even speak English in there. Just letting it rip, and they're high five, and we're playing. Nice. We're playing pool with people that didn't even That's speak cool. English. It was fucking great. Number two, 
putting contest at the Punch Bowl. So the Punch Bowl is a one-acre piece of land with high undulations, uh, putting green, and it has 36 holes. So there's white flags of 18 and red flags of 18. There's a bar out there, and this is at the Pacific Dunes uh, course. So you go to play Pacific Dunes. It's right off the the restaurant over there. Uh-huh. So uh, what Jack and I did is we played we played I forget what course we played that day. But then we went and had a putting contest out there, and we you wager something. You put, yeah, you put something on it. Uh, I, we each we we played we played against each other at Sheep Ranch. We wagered a hat, so we wagered headwear at Punch Bowl, and so we had. Um, you know, 18 holes is a bar out there, so you never have to go all the way up to the, to the main lodge. Mm-hmm. There's fucking deer out there. Nature. Uh, nature. Fuck yeah. Absolutely awesome. And then so you, then you have all these groups of people. And like they, they all have speakers and stuff out there listening to music. There's like these groups of six to eight to ten people. And they're moving from hole to hole. And, you know, they're throwing money down on everything. Mm-hmm. So there's all this gambling going on. And like somebody makes a putt and it just erupts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's a, a cool vibe, little environment. Dude. Yeah, the vibe there was incredible. I've never seen anything quite like that. Um, they you could have food on the course, whatever the fuck you want to do. It's just it was so vast and so large that you could really and they, then they had even had little holes in between those. So if you wanted to just go out there and just putt some, you weren't in the way of the the thirty six hole course that's out there, mm-hmm. putting course. Awesome. You have to do that. That's that sounds great. It's li- it's it's listed on the main page with all the other golf courses, so it kind of looks like uh, you know, like oh, what is you know, what is this PB here? But it's a total vibe. Um, I mean, me and Jack did it in a little bit of rain, but then we got to do it with our entire group, uh, and have like you know, twelve of us out there cheering each other on, talking yeah. shit to each other. It was it was fucking awesome. Uh, let's see. And then number one. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty sweet. See it here. Number Go one. Go on, number one. Number one is the is a must, is the most important. And we've already touched on this several times. You need to accept that you may not have good weather and pack accordingly. That means you have to find the most waterproof shoes that you can find. Bring multiple pairs of shoes. Um... Get it, you some competition pants from get, State Apparel. Get you some also comps, known as the Bandon pant. The Bandon pant. You got to get those from from State Apparel. They held up fucking great for myself. Um, it, they keep you warm in the in the wind and the cold, and it kept you dry. Shout hey, out, Jason. Shout out for that. The main thing is whatever you get as a top, and it says waterproof. Make sure you understand the. Like, is it truly waterproof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the caddies out there were wearing Columbia gear that's like Gore-Tex. Yeah, yeah, you need that Gore-Tex shit. Just I, a ba- really, you want like just probably, I would imagine, just like a real thin shell base layer on top of your, your other sweater shit. Because I had, I had a Patagonia and a Nike that says that they're waterproof. They were not waterproof. I was soaked all the way through. I couldn't get my... Uh, my Under Armour off. It was like a, I was like yeah, I was yeah, like in a latex glove. Um, so you got to do that, and then this goes with this tip. Use the the foot dry the, the shoe dryers. Use that every every night. Make sure that you 
reset it every hour when you're sitting there, you know, obviously not while you're sleeping, but when you're winding down, make sure that your shoes get a couple hours on that and it does a trick. Nice. Also, you got to put your uh, clubs and your bag and anything else you need dry for the next day in front of the fireplace. Fireplace yeah, so is so up. important. Here's another trick. The fireplace is only going to stay on for an hour as well. You take a tea, you break that bitch, and it's right against the wall, and you jam it and wedge it in there, and it keeps it on all night long. Cozy all night, baby. Yeah, the room was on fire the next morning, but uh, for the but for the everything, our bags and everything were dry for the most part. That's my, all. That's what matters. My bag was still is is probably still wet in there in that closet, but um. But yeah, that's the top five. I mean, anything that sounds like very valuable intel. Anything, friend. anything else is definitely going to be nice to haves. These, I think, are the musts that yeah. you have to do. Everything. There's nothing really, you know. There's not necessarily like specific in terms of, uh, you know, what's how to play or, you know, what to expect. It's just these are the things you have to do. You're going to go away with a good uh, having a good time. I like it. Valuable intel. Straight from the source. A couple days out from Bandon. <laughs> Fresh on the memory. Um, all right. So we get into this rating. Let's do it. So course conditions, I mean, top notch. Just going to go ahead and... Would expect that from yeah. a destination spot and golf resort. Facilities, they were second to none. They had pro shops at, e- at each course. The caddies, the rooms, the restaurants, the food was really fucking good there. You could have anything that you want from bar food to steakhouse to seafood, all that, all delicious. The shuttle service was so awesome. I mean, I'm not kidding. Three minutes. That's from our from our room. Like you call and we'd be in a rush. Like we'd have to call and run up there mm-hmm. and they'd be waiting for us. Nice. And they'd know what room that you're from. So when you get in there, like they're like, okay. Someone got in, but I know I'm waiting from 305. Now I, I know I'm waiting for a group from 304. Got it. Cool. So they're all in the walkie-talkies. That are, they're all aware. Uh, make sure you tip your drivers. Um, and then the course design and playability. I mean, it's a resort course. Everything's wide open. Everything's super playable. Uh, I will say that, you know, there were some holes that stood out to me. It's really hard to determine... Because you play six courses out there, which one stands out the most? Exactly, Saturday, and we yeah. were, and like I said, we were having a good time. So there was, you know, some alcohol involved, and, um, uh, you know, I I, I can remember probably three or four holes from each, from each course. So in my opinion, that's pretty damn good. It doesn't it doesn't really get repetitive, and except for the fact that it seemed like every hole was a long par four mm-hmm. for myself, but we were playing. Longer tees, longer tees into the wind, and I wasn't necessarily driving the ball necessarily that far. So, um, but I am gonna go ahead and give this some McKinsey's, and I mean it's gonna be the second highest score I've ever given. That makes sense. I'm gonna give, and I'm only, and I'm rating this as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a four point six five. Very nice. So, I mean, and what really makes up for that is the conditions and the facilities because the, I didn't even get into the driving range there, the actual driving range they have there in the practice facility, we didn't even get to go to, but it has two driving ranges that go opposite directions. Um, You know, there's a, I think there's a bar there too. 
And of course, um, got it. Just if it was if it was better weather, we, we would have been there. One thing I will say is to, what what I was gonna say about my my number one tip was that you might not have good weather. If you can, if you can, if you're planning on ever going back there, I would recommend not necessarily playing 36 every single day. Yeah. If you can, because what would be cool is to go to the driving range or go check something out or, you know, do the punch bowl or whatever. So you're not rush, rush, rush. Yeah. We were kind of in that boat. It was like, you know, we're done. Get from we're, one course to the next. You can't hang out and kind of unwind and shit after a round. Exactly. So that, that that's another little piece of advice. That makes but, sense. That but makes not required. Sense. You can still have a good time. Um, so I'm going to give it 4.65. Very nice. Very nice. Awesome trip. I can't wait to do that with you. If this group goes again, I'm going to, I'm going to get you in there. Uh, yeah, this looks, I'm looking just through all kinds of pictures. It's, it looks great. It's amazing. It's, it's truly amazing. I guess the, the top time to go is, you know, June after June. Uh, kind of past the, the rain season, right? The, the the trick is though, like we we jumped on this two years ago at the beginning of COVID, and we were gonna stay in the higher end uh, facilities there that wasn't the lily the lily pond, which was awesome. But uh, it was three days after the deadline, or th- it was three days after the earliest day, mm-hmm. and it was all booked out. Everything booked up, so Everything. you got to plan ahead. Plan ahead. Um. Yeah. Well, good awesome trip, dude. Looks I, great. I'm glad you had fun. Looked like a great time. It took me two days to recover. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was amazing. I can't wait to to go back there one day. Hell yeah! Should we move on to some PGA? We got, a, we got some major golf coming up. Some major golf coming up this week. And I do have to say, this one really snuck up on myself, just be, being so busy the last couple of weeks with the vid. With the vacation, travel, traveling, abandon. It's also the new, new time, or I'm sorry, the new time it, of the year. It is. This now we've been on this for a little bit, but it is still weird for me to get used to the PGA uh, being now. So basically, we watched the end of we watched Phil win it after we played that tournament at Silverado last year. Yep, uh, and that was, and that I mean, that's obviously a major point of of conversation this week. Is he's not defending. And he withdrew. He says he's not ready to play. I wonder if that means he's not ready to play with his game or if he thinks the time isn't right with just all the media shit going on right now. My guess is the media circus. Yeah. Um, because I think we're going to see him play. I mean, I don't know. It's a cer- it's bonkers. It's been bonkers the past two days, three days, and he's not even fucking playing. Yeah. So I can only imagine what it would be like if he was playing. Yeah. Um. Dude, hundred million dollars that tour offered Jack Nicholas to be the face of it. Hundred million dollars, and he turned it down. Him and Barb would be living. Barb. Fuck, him and Barb would be living. Fucking. They're not cut for Saudi lifestyle, I don't, bro. I, I don't think so either. You know, and uh, Jack also got in some. Has some other comments? Did you? I, did you oh, about, oh! He, people are surprised that old old Jack Nicholas from fucking Ohio boy bleeds red politically. <laughs> I, I, Me and Barb met. We met they, Trump. That's the only reason this tournament got moved from Trump is this cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, tell me where he lied. Tell me where he lied. Uh. And I'll hold it against him. So <clears throat> that is the truth. It's all good. 
Um, but yeah, hundred million dollars. I, I definitely would have taken. I definitely would have taken that hundred million dollars. He can't. He, he can't do that though, because if he does that, and he, it's going to be a, a then his tournaments off the. You know, there's so much. His more. tournament. Yeah, he has a lot to lose by that. I mean, his tournaments off the table. His legacy. Yeah, gets changed. I mean, then Tiger becomes like the all time face of the PGA. Of the tour. Yeah, of the PGA um, tour. But yeah, um, it's it's Tiger even commented on on Nicholas not being there, on on Phil not being there. Well, he was yeah, he got asked, right? Yeah, he, no, yeah. Well, he he got asked, but I do respect that he actually said something, um, and he kind of took a stand against Phil a little bit. Yeah. After listening to, he said they disagree on how the tour should be ran. Exactly. Um, which and, is was interesting. Well, and to me, it's like if you look at how if you look at how money was added to this to to the PGA Tour. Look no further than Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's how you do it. Tiger did it by winning tournaments on the tour. And not using his status as yeah his status as his leverage whatever is a is a, a fact of his winning exactly and not the other way around. He even went so far as to fucking apologize with who he he had no he he didn't owe anybody a fucking apology the way they made him run him out there and had him fucking apologize in front of the media at that press conference. Uh, Phil didn't have to do that shit when he stole millions of dollars for his insider trading. It's just Tiger had to do it, but Tiger did it because he's, you know, he's a PGA Tour guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The whole thing bums me out, like I said, on the Masters. I miss I miss fireside chats with Phil. Dude, I miss like, those I days. I mean, like, he was so fucking funny to have around. He's so much cooler later in his career. And yeah. Just, like, in the last decade, he's he's... And overall, I don't, you know, insider trading, whatever, uh, gambling. gambling losses. We've all known he's a gambler. I don't, I don't think he's done that bad of stuff. So I think he can recover. I don't. Again, I, I, I find this whole thing somewhat overblown. But you have to admit the, that the desperation that he's going for this money certainly feels like something's up. He's probably lost a shitload of money gambling. Yeah, yeah. But what's that got to do with him being a, a golfer? And you know what I mean? Well, yeah, no, definitely. We all know these guys play for fucking shitloads of money in their practice rounds and everything, right? Why didn't the Why so, didn't that tour offer that offer him a hundred million dollars um, for the, the face of the tour? So it's just like it's nothing that we don't. Don't know. Right? I tell you, if they offer him a hundred million dollars to be the face of the tour, he's taking it and he's running, guaranteed. Who, Phil, Phil, fuck yeah. Jack should have done it. Him and Barb uh, out there. Um, but no, I I totally agree with you. Everybody want like, he was killing it with the social media game. He was, I mean, the the player incentive, whatever the pip. Yeah, he was killing he was it right with, up there with it was him and Tiger, right? Yeah. And it's just it's just not his fault that he has to work at it, and Tiger can put out a ten second clip and fucking just him hitting a ball, hitting on a the ball, range. and it yeah. breaks the goddamn golf internet. Um, either way, again, back to this tournament, right? It's a bummer. Uh, because he played so well, and you would think he would have a chance to play pretty well again this week. Um, but also, like, just missing out on, like, the subtle shit talking that we and the gloating that he would have probably done this week, you yeah. know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Would have been just, I mean, we all lose, unfortunately. 
Um, so that's all I'm going to say. I, well, I got, I was going to save this for up and down. I'll just throw it now down to this jabroni that released this book. Uh, yeah. This un, unauthorized biography. Like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of people are just piling on Phil and the guy can't defend himself right now. Um, I mean, not that he can't defend himself. He, he could come out, but it's like, dude, what it, Again, I think it's, I find it just overblown and I don't like like kicking someone while they're down while I don't really think he's like crazy down right now. Yeah. But it's just like, fuck. If the guy's got certain issues he wants to deal with, let's just let him be, do his thing and, and move forward. Look, also to, conversely, talking about Tiger didn't owe anybody an apology. Phil doesn't owe anybody to defend himself because Tiger tried to get him to answer those tough questions and shit on yeah. Uh, he did, he hasn't addressed those things that happened to or that he that he went through or what he did. Mm-hmm. He hasn't addressed that in ten years or more. Yeah. So why does Phil have to do it when it's about this? So he's just gonna. I I totally agree. What he's gonna do. He's just gonna write it out. Come back. Have a few deflecting questions when he's asked about it. He might have like a sit down interview one time about what really happened, and then that's gonna be it. He's just gonna not stop talking about it and move the fuck on. Um, let's go one last thing on the Saudi tour. I mean, this guy, things got to be done, right? Now they haven't announced who's playing. It seems like they, it's all kind of falling apart. So I have one more thing then, because except for Sergio, Sergio, Sergio is going to play as he's, as he gracefully told us when he was looking for his ball and waist high grass. Yeah. Um, but aside from Sergio, you know, it's going to be Sergio and Lee Westwood. I mean, that's, that sounds great. I won't pay extra money to watch that. No. And I sure as hell am not going to get up in the middle of the night when they're playing in, in Saudi Arabia. So, nope. Might gamble on it from time to time. but um, Yeah, but all right. Let's get let's get real into it. All right, PGA let's get into it. PGA Championship at no Southern Phil Hills. No more from, Phil. From, from now on. 7,500-yard par 70. Historic course. It's hosted seven, seven majors. I think it's four... Uh, PGA Championships and three U.S. Opens or a mixture of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the best description I, I some college I, championships as well. Some college championships. A women's amateur is going to be out there. Um, from what I what I understand, it's a tight tree line golf course featuring monotonous bunkering and heavy rough. So it favors guys with a good, a really good short game like Phil Mickelson. Yes, but he's not no more Phil talk. Um, but yeah, so it demands a good short game. So the guys that are going to be out there, um, you know, you think you think it's going to be the guy. It's, it's definitely not going to matter if you can bomb it. You got to be no. accurate off the tee. Um, obviously, if you can get if you can hit greens, it's going to be. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing really here that says that it's particularly tough in terms of uh, uh, of the greens that I can see. But it's pretty long for being. A tight tree line golf course is what I'm is what I'm getting at. It is so. I I was I believe I heard this or read this um, that the rough is kind of dialed back a little bit, but around the greens they've 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 trimmed the rough back and around the greens it's just super fast, right? So if you miss, it's rolling off <coughs> and there's elevation and whatnot to to deal with. So. Um, yeah, I too, in kind of looking at the course and the track and kind of breaking things down, I too was thinking of uh, short game as a as a priority. Um, what you were talking about, dude, 
length. We so uh seventy five hundred for 7, car seventy. But everyone is so long now on the PGA tour mm-hmm. that I don't think like that those crazy numbers, I mean they look crazy, they bounce off the screen at us, right? Right. Um but okay, so like I'm just pulling through driving distance right now. JJ Spawn, who won three weeks ago, he is one fiftieth in driving distance. He averages two ninety three off the tee. Short Pat Perez two eighty eight off the tee, one seventy ninth. Right, these guys that are like short hitters, but that's like they're still poking it out there, you know. Yeah. Um, look at like. Max Homa is 63rd, 302. So, like, there, there's so many guys to get out of 300 on the uh, 300. The James Hahn is 30, 300 average off the tee, and he's ranked 84th. HV3 is the first ranked guy that's not averaging 300 off the tee. So, like, my, my point being is I think everyone's so long on tour now. You know what I mean? Right. Versus, wait, like, when they when they first started lengthening the courses back and these major courses making them longer, it's like, you know, oh, shit, only a handful of guys now have now have the chance at that. Uh, but what this tells me is it's a lot of long par fours yeah. and long par threes. There so. is some crazy long par threes. Um, it's got a crazy variance of par threes. Like the shortest one's one fifty something, and then the longest is like two fifty or something like that, right? Fuck. Yeah, that's what that. I mean, that's what that tells me, right? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have some par fours that play like par uh, par threes, or that play like par fives, and you're gonna have some par threes that play like par fours. DJ is ranked twenty third in driving. I mean, he's been planning a wedding and shit. Like, no, know, I know, but like, I'm just saying, right? So, like, it's, it's the uh, everyone just blasts it. <laughs> um, Cam Champ, three twenty three average off the tee, <clears throat> and then your top, Wyndham Clark, Matt Wolf, two and three, guys that are essentially not doing anything. Really. Wow. I think. Uh, Approach and and uh, around the greens, key. Yeah, I mean nothing that's not surprising <laughs> in breaking down a golf tournament. I mean the first person that comes to mind thinking about that, and this isn't even talking about our our bets or Nicholas's and Norman's, but you think of like a guy like Kal Markawa, right? He's yeah, he's surgical a, approach game. Yeah, you know who that doesn't sound like? Victor Hovland. He's on a list of mine. Ah, uh, good call. He's on a list of mine. Good call. That does not sound like a Victor Hovland. So he did have a good short game in in one of the uh, tournaments he won. I can't. Remember. I think it was like the second one he won. Go, anyway. fig- go figure that he won the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <clears throat> but until he can hit out of a bunker, especially that it says uh, it has monotonous bunkers, monotonous bunkering. Dog. This Victor. In strokes gained, I'm on just I'm just stats boy right now, diving in. In strokes gained around the tee, or around the green, excuse me. Victor Hovland ranks dead last. There it is. That's crazy that he's a top ten world ranking guy and he is two tenth in strokes gained around the green. What is it? I mean, that tells you how good his game that, is. I was otherwise. just gonna say this. No coincidence, skin that he won wins it. Probably won the tournament with. Just flying colors is once he, man. Dude, you gotta think that once he gets that part of his game even decent, that he's gonna be. 
I mean, if he gets himself to up 5% from where he's at right now, like. Holy shit. What is, is he top 10 in the world? He was, I mean, he was at the beginning of this year. I think he was all, all the way up to top five. He is currently. Why is this? He's number six in the world. See, okay, I knew he was up to. I knew he was up to fifth. My God, isn't that crazy? He's, He's number five in the world in strokes gained around the green. That is wild. <laughs> that is insane. Nobody else that's in the top ten has a, a ranking below or dead last in anything, or close to it. I would I would assume. Yeah. Um. But yes, as you were saying, right? Favors guys, good, good in uh, you know iron shots, good accurate players, and then around the green guys. Um, so it seems like we're both might be fading, Mister Mister Hovland. Over yeah, the I'm actually gonna change one of mine to to him. Should we just should we just get into our Nicholases and Normans? Yeah, go ahead. Start me with your Nicholases. With my Nicholases, all right. Uh, I've got as Nicholases. I've got a guy that I had a Norman for the Masters, and he was a Norman, um, but he played really well last weekend, and he seems to be playing a little bit better. I'm I'm, I'm going to bet him as well, and that is Xander Shoffley. Oh, um, my second Nicholas is another guy that played very well last week um, and would complete a career grand slam if he has a victory here and sounds pretty motivated. Um, And that would be one Jordan Spieth. Sure, I'm sure he'll have some good home cooking being a Texas guy in the tournament in Oklahoma. Um, And then my last is no surprise. Uh, He got a a victory in Mexico. Um, It's the big Spaniard. Easy pick, but... Again, pretty chalky saying that John Rom's going to perform well, but yeah. um, I like I like John Rom to have a good good showing at the PGA. Yeah, that's an interesting Nicholas there. Um, so my Nicholases are Rory. I think he's a lock for a top ten. I'm not necessarily thinking that he's going to win it, but I think he's going to play really well. Um, I got JT too. Great short game, um, and he's been trending. Lately, I feel mm-hmm. he kind of had a rough stretch there. Yeah, he but, played well last week as well. And I think that he's uh, just the kind of guy that could go out there in a in a narrow narrow course like this. Uh, if you can pair that with the short game, and yeah, he's got a great short game. So I, I think that he's gonna have a really good chance at um, winning this actually. And then Cantley, I I was talking shit about him a couple weeks ago, and, he's, and he made a little turnaround ever yeah, since then. Yes, and I said that he's probably gonna turn right the fuck around because he's just performing bad for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if he's starting to trend upward, you, you can't really can't count him out. Um, I can't recall if he has a major. I don't think he does. But this would be a, a, a perfect opportunity does. for him. Um, just a little peak run last year down the FedEx Cup. He won the FedEx Cup, but he didn't capture a major, right? No. So that is that rounds Who out. Won the, oh, Phil won the PGA. Yeah. No doubt. That uh that rounds out my Nicholas's. Nice. And so I'll go to my Normans then since you let off. I see one of yours here. So uh I picked Rom. Clashing. I picked Rom. Um Rom's great all he's got he's great all around, but I feel like in these bigger tournaments lately he's kind of been underperforming. Maybe a little little less rest with the with the kid. With the baby. Yeah. So um I mean, look, 
Yeah, I like that he got a win. If I'm he trying, didn't, I'm win, trying if he to, didn't I, win a couple weeks ago, I, I would have probably left him off. I but. still think that he's going to play really well and be in it. He's not going to miss a cut by any means, but um, I just I just think that he's not going to perform as, as well as the others and as expected because he got that win. Everybody's yeah. thinking, oh, here he comes. You know, he's right back yep, where he should yep, be. Yep, like myself. Um, and, and I pick Brooks as well. Um, that hurts. I know. I know. I feel like uh, I don't know what to expect from him anymore. Yeah, you kind of—he's not. You can't. You can't lock him in for these majors anymore. Um, and I can't wait for him to prove me wrong because he's one of my favorite golfers. Again, yeah, I, I will echo that same sentiment. It it's rough. And then uh, the last one is Hovland. Yeah, I, I changed it from. Um, I can't even remember already. Oh, Louie. Cause, oh, okay. Because Louis's been struggling. Uh, struggling. He's a favorite usually in these major championships, mm-hmm. especially the PGA. And uh, yeah, you got to think this kind of suits him. Accuracy, yeah. short game. He's been hurt, and people are forgetting that. I think he's got something going on. So, uh, all right. So my Normans. Uh, the first person I had down this fucker. He withdrew already. So um, I guess it's success. Check market. I had Bryson down, um, and he withdrew. Uh, then, as much as it pains me to say, I, I too put Brooksy down as a Norman. Um, I had him as a Nicholas for the Masters, and he just doesn't seem to have that that ma- uh, major magic anymore. Right. Um, but I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. Probably of, of all my picks the, to fade, I, I would hope Brooksy gets it together. Um, then Hovland, which we were talking about, we've already addressed. Um, yeah. Just don't think it suits him. And then a guy that could probably play pretty well, but uh, I'm just going to fade till he kind of proves me otherwise that I did at the Masters to his burger. Yeah. Um, he's up there in the odds to win it, and I don't think he's – I think he's overpriced and don't think he should be up there. Burger's just been – I mean, he just has like that moment each round where he loses – he like sets himself back. I yeah, think. yeah. So I agree with that. Good pick. I agree. Good. It seems to hold him back a little bit more. Excellent. Go along. Watching. Uh, we're we're going to have something to watch here with Rom, uh, since we both have him. That's we have a Nicholas and a Norman with him. Yep. Oh yeah. And then uh, we'll also have things to watch because we'll be betting on some golf as well. As yeah. I'm going yeah. right to my app right now. You got your picks in. I haven't put them in. No, but I I have. Um, I've got an idea of some picks that I want. So uh, winners right off the bat, those are what I have. I, I want to, and I, I like a lot of these guys to top ten, um, but I just I haven't looked at the top ten odds. And then I'll probably I'll, I'll figure out a first round as well. But uh, winners, I like Xander at twenty two to one, like a touchdown. I got Jocko at forty four to one. See so you typing in there. Yep. Jocko forty four to one. Sam Burns forty five to one. These are very similar to my Masters bets. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick at forty to one, and then I like uh, I like Spieth, um, which I think is also pretty chalky up there. I'm trying to figure out. I switched my. my These are to win or top ten to win. Those are to win. Okay, um, and I like Spieth as a winner. And I think I'm probably just gonna fuck with those. Okay. I might put a, I might put a couple first round leader bets in. I don't think I'm gonna put any top tens in. 
Okay. I I only have three. Um, I'm going to get a lock in a top 10. I'm going to back up what I said earlier with Rory, plus 180 for a top 10. Uh, and then I got Hostler for a top 10 as well. I like it. Um, plus 2,500. So I, li- I like those. I've been on the Hostler train for, I don't know, a couple months now. Kind of trended off a little bit, but um, I think he's going to hang in there and have a good tournament. And then I agree with you on the Neiman pick. Uh, I got him at plus 55. Oh, I'm looking at him right now. Plus 5,500. Yeah, I got 40. This is right now. All right, so you must have bet him earlier in the week. That's good. There's a bunch of money just coming on him. Or I'm on some, or my site's all fucked up. Uh, why aren't you giving me top 10s either, you punks? I'm just going to pull anyway. up that online real quick and go to there. Uh, let's go Let's go look through, pull up some first-round leaders. Pick a couple first-round leaders. All right. First-round leaders the, the where it's at, dude. Even the, even I've, I've had a couple come close. Round leader, PGA Championship. Throw a, little, throw a little 10 spot. Throw a little nickel on a first-round leader. Oh, damn. These are great odds. Uh, first round. I like Xander to come out. He played. He played a great round on Sunday. I like him to come out great. Uh, guns a blazing tomorrow. So I'm looking here. Twenty five hundred. I like Cam Cam Smith. Always a guy that jumps out early. And then I'm gonna go down to like the end and like pick some fucking Tom Hoagie ass guy. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one because there's some guys that I like to jump out to the lead that I bet on for the winners. Um, I yeah. Think, I think Cantlin is going to jump out to a good lead and Neiman. Yeah, Neiman was a good pick for uh, first-round leader. Actually, I didn't bet any money on Cantley. He was just one of my uh, Nicholases. Oh, they got round one top fives. I'll put a nickel Ooh. on him. All right. Round one top fives. Who's you got for who do you got for another for the first round leader? All right, first round leader. Put me down for Xander. Okay. I'm gonna split a unit up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Xander, sprinkle one across. Cam Smith for a half unit, right? Or for quarter units. And then uh actually, all right, so then I'll and then I'll go Jocko, and then I'm gonna go some fucking long ass shot. Uh, what was Jocko's odds? Sorry, I got him, I got him to win at plus fifty five First round leader, Neiman. No money on Tiger. Uh, if I were to bet on Tiger, I would bet him to make the cut. But I don't think. I mean, I think I feel it, like it's disrespectful to this, bet on him to make the cut. Forty five hundred for Neiman's first round leader. Um. Oh, okay. How about this? Then give me HV three at plus eight grand. Ooh. Right on. All right. Should we finish with our up and down? Get Let's out do here? it. Let's see. Up. I'll, I'll start. Um, definitely the Bandon trip. Winning the overall. I can't believe that. There were some very good golfers yeah, yeah. out there. Uh, the I mean, that's how the handicap system works. I think I just played better than my – I played better than my handicap. Um, those courses played hard. Like like I said, those guys out there play really really well. Um, they have really good handicaps, and I think that my handicap just helped me. 
Um, well, that's why you have the handicap system, sir. Yeah, very true. Also, playing out here all the time, Probably I think helped. helpful. A little right. used to wind and used some to wind and dense wind. the dense fucking ocean air. Yep, um, that people from the Midwest aren't used to it playing in the warm weather. Yep, and um, but hats off to the the team Rich in the Ryder Cup. Um, y'all kicked our ass, and then whoever else won an event, fucking there's some really good golfers out there. One guy played for Michigan, so nice. Um, and then Shit. let's see, down getting COVID, dude. Um, Shit sucks. It, it sucks. Uh, wait, wait, one more up. Warriors just won tonight. Um, up one game in the Western Conference Finals. And the the last down, um, have to, if I have to pick one more, you know what? I don't have one. And there's nothing wrong with that. What do you got? Um, all right, ups. Uh, that little company, Sunday Golf. I always get some of their stuff advertised, and uh, I got my mom a little range bag for Mother's Day because she was complaining that she didn't have like a stand range bag, and it always comes up on my Instagram. That little thing's sweet, dude. What um, is it? Like, so just- it's a it's a little range bag that's got a stand, right? Like it weighs like a pound. You can fit seven clubs in it. It's got a little cooler p- pouch. Uh, and it weighs a fucking pound, dude. So like, if you're playing nine, I'm gonna get. I was like. I'm going to get one of these for myself. These are fucking sweet. Uh, So Sunday Golf? Sunday Golf is the company. Okay. Free advertising. Oh, do Uh, they make the bags too? That's what I'm talking about. It's a little range bag. Oh, shit. Okay. It's a little mini version. I was thinking of something that like held like golf balls for some No, 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 no. It's like the little... It's the little pop-up stand bag. Yes. And I actually... Someone gave me like a little like cooler thing from them that like fits in the standard golf side pouch. Oh, shit. Like it holds like six beers too. And that's pretty sweet. Um, So they're on the up. Um... Another up was I had a great time watching your dog while you guys were were oh. uh, were away. That was a great week. Me yes. and Bruce hanging out. Thank you again for that. Um, what else did I put down for my ups? Oh, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs back. It's not a sports podcast. It was a golf podcast, but just great having full stadiums back for some some playoff hockey um, and some great matchups. Warriors is an up, um, and then on the on the golf front. Um, good to be back in major season and kind of getting a little back into to golf. I, I don't know. I haven't been watching too much golf of late. So yeah. this will get us fired up. We got the U.S. Open around the corner. We got the ladies U.S. Open. So things are heating up now. Um, kind of get like a little lull post-masters. Right on. Uh, and then uh, for downs, um, goodness. My only down was the uh, the dude the punk ass coming out with the book against Phil. Yeah. When um, whatever an adjacent time. person writes a book, it, it your your red flag should go up because they're doing it for the money. Because yeah, the only, per- yeah. the only reason like, this dude, person the only reason this person is worth listening to is because they were close to somebody else. That kind of seems like a dick move. Yeah. Even though I love the Hank Haney book, he it was a cash grab. I'd be pissed if someone wrote a book about me that yeah. I confided in over a long period of time. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and a down is on me for not play, having played enough golf here of late. I got to get myself back swinging some more. So, um, no, no, nothing wrong with that. I'm taking a little bit of a, a hiatus. Break. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a break. 
there's a lot of uh, buildup going into the going into that trip, so just want to make sure I don't get burned out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, this was great. I think that wraps it up. We'll be back next time, episode 64. We'll recap the PGA and we'll figure out something else to talk about. So, all right, let's go first round leaders. Let's go. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week for a PGA Championship recap and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.